I think there were 844 test results that came back that that completely failed. Um, it was the 845th that we got some success, um, and from there we we realised that we had a we had a business, we had a an idea that potentially we could we could take to market. Welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Bernadette Ballantyne, and in this episode, we're talking to an innovative company that started just three years ago, with plans to solve two of the biggest problems of our generation, potholes and waste plastics. This is Toby McCartney, founder and CEO of McReba. It, it started really from just something that I'd remembered that I'd seen in India, where they were they were employing people as pickers, and these pickers were going out to landfill sites and they were picking out various different items from the landfill. Um, some of these items they, they would make into purses and handbags. And, um, and one of the things that they were doing was, was taking um, a collection of rubbish and putting it into potholes. They poured diesel all over it, they lit it, and all the stuff was kind of melting down to form a seal in the pothole. So Toby did what all good inventors do. He started experimenting at home and tried to ingratiate himself with his mother-in-law at the same time. The road that sits outside the front of my house was, was full of potholes. It was my mother-in-law that complained at me for, um, you know, she'd driven down to see me and she'd driven through the potholes and broken her car. So um, she, she was complaining at me. So really it was just a way to, to stop her complaining. Um, and uh, I, I just, I remembered that thing that I'd seen in India and I just thought, well, I'll give that a go and see if it works. If I can use my household waste and chuck it into those potholes, <clears throat> I poured diesel all over it and, and lit it and uh, um, the council then very promptly complained that I was setting light to things on their roads. But did it work? Potholes are a contentious issue here in the UK, with over half a million reported every year and local authorities unable to keep pace with repairs due to underfunding. In fact, they claim an additional billion pounds a year is needed to fix the pothole problem. So no wonder people like Toby are taking matters into their own hands. So is this the answer? Can we all rummage around our recycling, throw some plastic into potholes, pour diesel on it and set it on fire? Um, it turns out it doesn't work, by the way, but um, it, was, it was good fun trying. But Toby was not ready to give up on his idea. Neither problem of potholes or the global plastics crisis have been solved. And sensing an opportunity to create a business around tackling these issues, Toby persevered, putting his intuition and GCSE chemistry to the test. But he needed help. And after patenting his idea, he did what many of us do when we're trying to solve a problem. He asked his friends to help. One is, is Gordon Reed that's here with me today, um, who at the time worked um, in, in pipelines uh, in, in construction um, and is a, a civil engineer and also on the other side uh, um, the other friend that I have I've only got two in my life um, the other friend that I have is, is called Nick Burnett and at the time he works for the local authority um, in Dumfries and Galloway and he was he was um, head of the the waste department there so I thought maybe I could get some old waste plastics from him and I could explore the the ideas of, of roads with, with Gordon. The next 18 months were spent cutting up and testing waste plastic, 
to investigate whether it had the right properties to be used within existing road surface materials, specifically asphalt. Asphalt's a combination of aggregates, such as stone, gravel and sand, mixed with bitumen to bind it all together. Bitumen is made from crude oil. I think there were 844 test results that came back that, that completely failed. Um, it was the 845th that we got some success. Um, and from there we, we realised that we had, a, we had a business, we had a, an idea that potentially we could, we could take to market. But before they'd even got an actual road surface down, the business found itself in the spotlight, winning Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Voom competition. This initiative is aimed at boosting small companies and startups to help them become viable businesses. And from the moment that we, 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 you know, we were announced as the winners, it, it, it then just exploded. We were sat with an idea and a, and a, a, a few test results, um, but no roads down, no real concept of, of where we were going to take the business other than what we'd pitched. Um, so we, we had to pick ourselves up off the floor and... Um, and um, you know, come up with the business models that we now have, and the the the, the testing that we've we've done. We've, we've spent a fortune on on testing and and legals and and you name it um, to to create the business that we've got today. As we've already heard, Toby's not talking about melting down waste plastic and resurfacing roads with it. He tried that, and it didn't work. What he is talking about is using recycled plastic to enhance existing road surfacing material, asphalt. And this is the new part. Enhancing road surfacing with virgin plastics, a process known as polymer modification, is already widely used, for reasons we'll get into later. Toby explains the testing that they've been carrying out over the past three years to prove that waste plastic can improve road surfacing performance and reduce its carbon footprint. So a big part of it was, was just working out what polymers we, we could use, what plastics we could use, um, and and what those plastics were doing to the the um, the asphalt at the the end result. So a lot of uh, uh, ITSM like strength tests were done and um, um, rutting tests and um, it, you know and over time we've we've built up our our database of testing to to do well every test that there is to do in certainly to meet the, the BSEN standards, um, but also over in the States. Um, we've got work over in the States and uh, performance grade testing. And, um, and and like Greg was saying there, Australia, New Zealand, uh, and over in Dubai and um, um, Bahrain and, and places like that to meet their, their specifications, their road standard specifications for the various different road designs that we have. Here's Toby's first friend and now Director of Operations for McCreeba. Gordon Reid here um, from McCreeba. Um, yet we, um, we have three products currently on the market, all of which are made from, uh, from 100% waste plastics. These waste plastics are, uh, come from industrial and commercial sources. Uh, one is designed mainly for um, uh, reducing the, the chance of uh, rutting failures. Rutting is basically when the surface of the road sinks vertically under the weight of vehicles. This product is known as MR6. Um, the other one's de- another one's designed to reduce the chance of uh, cracking failures. MR10. And then a third product, which uh, we we went out to the market and asked what uh, what the market would like, and they all said that they'd like a, a cheaper alternative to to bitumen. 
So we've got a product that can replace part of the, the bitumen in an asphalt mix. This is MR8. And as Gordon explains, it's not designed as a performance enhancer, but as a cost-effective way to include waste plastic into the bitumen binder that helps bond the aggregates. MR6 and MR10, though, are designed to improve performance by using the technique we referred to earlier, polymer modification of the asphalt. Professor Greg White is a pavement engineer at the University of the Sunshine Coast in Australia. He's been analysing the test data for the McReba products. I was at a, a conference in Athens in 2017, I think it was, and uh, a colleague, a, a, an Australian research colleague of mine was there and he said, oh, did you see those guys in the corner? They're putting plastic in roads. Isn't that interesting? So being inquisitive, I went and found them, asked them about what they were doing and that's how I met Gordon and that's where it started. Uh, but it was completely by chance. I asked Greg more about pavement design. When we design a pavement in terms of the thickness of the pavement, um, we're really trying to control two things, cracking of the asphalt and rutting of the underlying soil. So vertical depression of the soil underneath the pavement, so a stiffer material will better protect that underlying soil um, and reduce the pavement thickness or extend the same pavement thickness as life. And the other thing we try, we always control is, uh, is that cracking of the surface um, due to the repeated flexing as the, the vehicles go past. This can be done by adding plastic to asphalt. Um, in Australia where the temperatures are very hot, we do it almost solely for high temperature resistance. So bitumen coming from oil is temperature dependent. So as the, um, as the temperature increases, the bitumen softens, which can lead to failures in, uh, in, the, in the pavement surface, in the asphalt. Uh, so polymers to increase the temperature resistance is one of the things that uh, certainly we do here. Um, within the, if you like, conventional or traditional polymers that we put in asphalt, there are essentially two different types. Um, one is uh, to make the asphalt stiff and, if you like, tough. We call those plastomeric because it makes the asphalt like plastic um, and increases its plastic resistance to, to deformation, um, which is very similar to what MR6 is designed and intended to do. You might put that where you've got, uh, say, heavy vehicles moving very slowly. Or somewhere else where there's high stresses such as airports, which is actually Greg's main area of interest. This explanation of plastic modification perhaps gives a hint as to the type of plastic waste stream that MR6 would contain. Although after 845 tests, McReba don't want to tell me too much about the exact properties of the recycled plastic being added to the bitumen. Unfortunately, I can't go into the specifics because that's uh, proprietary material and all, all part of our, uh, our patent. Technical papers on the McReba website refer to plastic bottles, polyethylene terephthalate, and plastic bags made of a variety of high and low density polyethylene. The other type of polymers that we commonly put in are um, what we call elastomeric. So they make they make the asphalt very uh, flexible and uh, and they give it good resistance to cracking or fracture. Uh, and you put that um, where you might have um, a softer base course so that as the base course deforms under the traffic, the asphalt can deform and flex with it uh, or any other any other place where you might expect to get uh, to get cracking earlier in the life. And that's very 
similar in terms of those kinds of properties um, to MR10. So McRiva have created three options for using recycled plastic in roads. Two which improve surface performance and one which is intended to compete on price as an alternative to existing asphalt. With plastic being such a global problem, one of the advantages of this solution is that it finds a use for a material that is polluting the planet. But as Toby already explained, the polymer mix, additives and existing road surface material work together to create the product, meaning that it's not as simple as going along to the recycling centre and grabbing a mix of plastics and melting them into some bitumen. We've got a, a robust quality control, um, so we know exactly what, uh, what polymers we're getting in. There's obviously quite a lot of uh, segregation has to happen at the, at the, um, as part of the recycler's job uh, to make sure that it's into the, the correct, uh, correct plastic types. And then from there, we look at, we look at what, uh, what active polymer there, there is in there. But it doesn't have to be perfectly uniform. What we're able to do, which is very unique compared to um, traditional recycling, is uh, is the levels of um, contamination we can take. And by contamination, I mean uh, if there's say a two or a three percent um, uh, difference in polymers, we we can we can accept that. Whereas in traditional recycling, they, they you know they need to have a uh, hundred percent pure virtually. Um, of one one type of polymer to recycle that effectively. The polymers that McReba take are put through a granulator to create pieces less than 5mm and they're mixed with an activator. Its melting point is around 120 degrees centigrade, meaning that it's fully molten when used in making asphalt, which requires temperatures of around 180 degrees. Gordon says that the volume of McReba polymer used to displace bitumen depends on the asphalt and road surface used. But in the technical papers on the website, a figure of 6% is given. And we'll put a link to those in the show notes. But what I can tell you, which might be a, a statistic for you, is uh, we've analysed what goes uh, to landfill in a traditional household landfill uh, site. And uh, we believe that 30% of the polymer that goes into waste plastics that goes into a landfill site is suitable to make our products. Um, so within that, there is bottles, there's certain types of uh, bottles, certain types of bags, there's uh, different, different things that we, we throw away on a, a daily basis that could be used to produce our products. The biggest test of the McReba product is currently underway as part of a 1.6 million trial with Cumbria County Council and the Department for Transport. Roads around the county are using the McReba products, including the A7 arterial route in Carlisle, in which the council says replacing bitumen had the effect of offsetting 500,000 plastic bottles and 800,000 single-use plastic carrier bags. Toby also says that a trial in Norfolk with Highways England is planned to start in September. So after an eventful start, McReba is just as ambitious about their future. The ideal for us is, is creating... Um, with our various different local authorities, but a, a, a local circular economy. So using as best we can local waste for local roads. So we're, we're working with uh, Cumbria County Council at the moment to work out exactly what waste they have going into landfill or, or due for incineration. Um, we think there's about 30% of that waste that we can use on the you know, within to make our products to, to go down onto their roads. Um, but then the idea would be that that local authority will 
will do what we do will will um you know they they will be able to use their own waste on their own roads and produce their own products um and as best we can you know create those local circular economies within every local authority that has any problem with or, or challenge with um the the amount of rubbish plastic that they've got going into landfill Engineering Matters is a production of Reading Media, hosted by Bernadette Ballantyne, produced by John Young, edited by Rian Owen, and the executive recycler is Rory Harris. Special thanks to McGreeber and the University of the Sunshine Coast. Theme tuned by JM Sounds, with additional music from Pond5, and we'll be back in two weeks with more. If you like this podcast, please leave us a comment or review on your podcast app. This really helps others to hear about us or simply tell a friend to have a listen. Engineering Matters can be found on all podcast apps and on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media. If you'd like to work with us to tell stories about engineering that matters, contact Rian at rebymedia.com. That's R-H-I-A-N at rebymedia.com. <laughs>